You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Agile Management Office. This episode is one of nine chapters in the series for the much-anticipated AMO white paper, titled, Is the PMO Still Fit for Purpose? We hope you enjoy it. Chapter 1. Is the PMO still fit for purpose? Is the PMO adding value? How can a mostly rigid and reactive entity become more agile? Can the PMO evolve or will it continue to lag behind? We have a problem. It is the outdated project management office, also known as PMO. We believe it may no longer be fit for purpose. Creating a separate PMO each time a project is initiated is not consistent to an agile approach where flexibility and multitasking is key to success. It is inappropriate for efficient and effective governance. Most would agree that the PMO is generally reactive and lags behind project management evolution in many ways from innovation to PMO delivery models and techniques. As project delivery methods continue to evolve, the PMO tends to lag. Any sign of PMO evolution has been embedded or referenced within the project management practice. In our experience, it's not unusual for a PMO to lag behind project management practices by five years. As demonstrated, in diagram one. Smart organizations understand that proven project management practices lead to greater success and less waste. Likewise, better facilitation of governance can do the same. We believe PMOs globally need to change and so do the organizations who continue to request but not support them. They need to stop reinventing the wheel every time they initiate a new project. That is, they need to stop establishing a new PMO function to do mostly what previous PMOs were already doing. They need to stop re-engaging the same stakeholders by asking them to provide input to a new PMO team. Finally, stop the duplication of costs and work effort because of processes being established that likely already exist within the organization. It is ineffective, wasteful, and unproductive. We argue that something has to change. When we take a look back at the history of PMO, we found that PMO, also known as Project Office, dates back to the 1800s. In the 1800s, when there was a need to increase productivity, the solution was to define a project office. As a result of introducing the project office as a solution, there were limited guidelines or value measures for project offices. It didn't exist. In the 1900s, program office was identified as a solution to control costs transparently across multiple projects. As a result, it took away aspects of a project manager's role. 
In the 1930s, there was a need to support project delivery teams. The solution was project support, although project support staff were then being utilised as admin and not adding considerable amount of value. Circa 1950s, there was a need to drive greater accountability across government sectors. The solution was a portfolio PMO. Here, admin staff were given portfolio responsibilities. In the 1960s, there was a need to align delivery to organisational strategy and governance requirements. Hence, the introduction of the enterprise PMO. As a result, the EPMO's success and failure was driven by the EPMO lead. In the 1990s, there was a need to create a benchmark for PMO best practice. The solution was PMO standards as defined in the Project Management Body of Knowledge, also known as PMBOK. Although, as a result, there was a significant increase in PMO literature at that time. In the 2000s, there was a need to break through all the PMO literature. The solution was a centre of excellence. As a result, there was an introduction of methodology-specific frameworks, guidelines and certifications, and many versions of this. Now, as we enter the 21st century, what's next? We have conducted global research in the lead-up to this white paper. We've spoken with academics and interviewed leaders, practitioners and professionals around the world to support our hypothesis that the outdated PMO may no longer be fit for purpose. This white paper aims to address the lag between PMOs and project management practices across organisations, such that gaps can be swiftly closed creating a model that iterates and evolves with project management. In the lead-up to this white paper, we conducted a six-step process. Starting in 2016 through 2018, we conducted on-site research, on-site with a number of clients across different industries. During that time, we undertook feedback and interviews with clients and obtain their perspective on what they believe were the challenges facing their organisations. In 2018, we then launched a global interview process where we spoke to practitioners, professionals, executives and academics across seven countries. From 2018 to early 2019, we then reviewed existing academic research and also reviewed other research papers on the topic of PMO and governance and project management evolution. In 2018, we also interviewed academics globally. And then finally, as a final step in closing out our research, we conducted a global PMO survey, which continued to provide feedback from the industry itself. In order to validate our hypothesis that the PMO may no longer be fit for purpose, in addition to our own research and inputs gathered from practitioners and academics globally, 
We focus on seven key problem areas defined as chapters, followed by our conclusion. Each problem area in each chapter will be unpacked and demonstrate how we have applied the AMO method to address them. Chapter two will focus on governing in agile ways. Why PMOs today struggle to adapt to modern day working environments? How do we ensure that there is flexibility to support the uniqueness of the situation? And how do we enable teams to be better prepared for evolution rather than lag behind it? Chapter three, organizational misalignment. The problem with PMO alignment to strategic objectives of an organization. What can we do to ensure that teams are acting in constant reference to organizational goals and objectives? Chapter four, addressing stakeholder needs. Why do PMOs struggle to meet stakeholder requirements? How do we address stakeholder challenges faced by PMOs today? And how do we increase awareness of our presence and value? Chapter five, delivery disconnect. How are PMOs contributing to the growing disconnect between delivery, executive strategy, and operations. Why is there a disconnect? What is causing it? And what can we do about it? Chapter six, lack of efficiency and agility. Whilst PMO is reacting to the environment around them, they often create a cycle of inefficient behaviors without realizing it. So what is the lack of efficiency and what can we do about it? Chapter seven, Lack of training and PMO self-healing. Does lack of training contribute to negative perceptions of PMO? Many of the problems faced in PMOs today can stem from a lack of available education. Chapter 8, Value Proposition. Does it exist? PMOs aren't a profit shop. They're a charity. So how do they demonstrate value and stop justifying their existence to the world and become a partner to delivery? And finally, in conclusion, Chapter 9. Now that we have discussed some of the key challenges plaguing organisations and PMOs alike and identified some solutions, how does it all come together in a value-adding way and what can we do moving forward? In trying to address these problems, we identified an alternative approach, the AMO method, an evolution of PMO practices developed in response to the dynamic and evolving requirements of today's project delivery environment. This breakthrough agile solution in terms of agility challenges outdated methods by unlocking flexibility and adaptability from within your existing resources, while enhancing the output of governance structures via the application of an enterprise lens and by obtaining live feedback from our clients over the last three years. An agile approach to the PMO liberates and unifies project teams. The AMO method allows governance to be embedded within project delivery teams, regardless of the project delivery methodology. It does this in a welcome, necessary and frictionless way. In collating our observations, ideas and proposed solutions, we have focused on the PMO as a function rather than the people who run these PMOs. Many believe the problems do exist. Some people in delivery don't think there is a problem 
and executives may be unaware it's happening. This white paper is not about the people, the PMO practitioners, rather the PMO function itself. We hope that our study will spark much-needed debate on PMO practice and invite PM practitioners, executives, PMO experts and academics to engage us based on evidence and research results that dispute or validate our findings. Is the PMO adding value? How can a mostly rigid and reactive entity become more agile to support the volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world around us? Can the PMO evolve or will it continue to lag behind? Stay tuned for Chapter 2, Governing in Agile Ways. Thank you for listening to this chapter. We welcome any feedback. If you would like a copy of a specific chapter or access to the whole white paper series, please visit our website, www.agilemanagementoffice.com. I hope you've been able to learn, feel, think, or be inspired today. Thank you for listening, and please share or rate this if you enjoyed it. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.